All right, welcome to another episode of Video Content Challenge, where it's very clear here that we need to provide some more articulation for what this is really about. I think people are still fearful. They're still not sure. This is more like video content intervention. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> Video it. content it's intervention. Perfect. It's time for an intervention, climbers. Like, you don't know, so we have to get in. Essentially, what Video Content Challenge is, is we're climbers like you, listeners of this podcast, you all send in a recorded song that you've got finished, the lyrics to that song, and if you got a video or if you don't have a video already, it doesn't matter, so I don't want you to be turned on or off one way or the other by that, but you send that in to info at daredevilproduction.com, you put VCC or Video Content Challenge into the subject line, and then... We get in the right folder, we'll get you on the show, and then Brent and I, with the artist, with you, are going to sit down and brainstorm and cook up the same way we do song title challenge. We're going to cook up a bunch of different concepts for you to promote your music using video content, because the trick here is how do you get to seven? Mm-hmm. How do you get to seven? Maybe we need to change the title of this or something. Maybe. I mean, I like video <laughs> content challenge. I think it's more descriptive of what we do. But yes. you know, how do you get to seven? Like, like the way radio is consumed. Nobody ever listened to radio to discover new artists, but at the same time, radio is where we discovered all our new artists before streaming, right? right. And even now, because streaming is the discoverability factor on streaming sucks. Like you can discover your song, but people aren't connecting with artists. They're mm-hmm. not breaking on Spotify. That's a generalization. So if you know one or two people, you're the only one, right? I mean, those are the outliers. Whereas I can name boatloads of people who broke on YouTube. I can name boatloads of people who broke on TikTok. You know, I think the Grammys, I was just having a conversation with a future intern. And she was like, yeah, the last Grammys, like most of the people on there broke on TikTok. I was like, what? Like crazy, wow. right? Like that's yeah. that's what's going on. So. TikTok's got a really big part of this whole show and what we're discussing with this, because in radio, when you were listening for the DJ to play your jam, which is what we all did, Mm -hmm. because there was a captive audience, and by captive, I mean there's only two choices to listen to music. You listen to what you bought or you listen to the radio. That was it. And so, therefore, they had a lot of power to break new artists because while you're waiting to hear your jam, they slide in this new artist that you never heard of before. Okay. And we all have to remember too, that if you're listening to this podcast, you're a musician, a songwriter, an indie artist, a singer, you have the curse of knowledge. You have to realize that you can hear something once Mm -hmm. and get inside of it. And you're listening to that kick drum. You're like, Oh, I love that kick drum sound. That's definitely a P bass. I know what a P bass sounds like a Fender (laughs) P bass. That's got some hair on it. I like that. You might even have sophisticated enough taste to say that's Michael Rhodes playing that P bass Mm -hmm. and know exactly who's playing it because you can see that. But the average consumer doesn't. Which just blows my mind that they can hear a song like seven times and not realize they've heard it before. Yes, right? It's so strange. So, like, here's a quick example. 1994, Reba McIntyre releases her 18th studio record, Slow Clap. That's unbelievably, incredibly awesome. Like, that's just a vulgar display of prowess, right? And she's still chugging along. And she's still doing it, right? 
So she is, in 1994, the queen of country and everybody's jam. And so the labels would release the single, but not the record. You can't buy the record. That would go to record stores. There is no streaming. Remember, back in the day, no streaming. You need to know this. Not because you need to know what it was like back in my day as the old man, but because the tactics that you're being taught to release your music are based on crap that doesn't work anymore. Right. So that's why we're having this, okay? So, yeah, this is an intervention. And I'm getting a little wound up. And <laughs> <laughs> so they would release the single, and the only place you could hear the new Reba music, which is what you're dying to hear, and this is true of any genre. It's true of rap. It's true of rock. It's true of jazz. It's true of country. It doesn't matter. Pop. That new artist comes out with a new single, the next big thing, like they're the huge thing. The DJs are putting in heavy rotation, 70 spins a week. That's one spin every hour. So you're listening for that spin, and then they slide in Tim McGraw. Mm -hmm. But Tim McGraw is not Tim McGraw yet. His first album is a stiff, okay? Mm -hmm. This is the second album that comes out in 1994, which has Don't Take the Girl, which is the second single, and the first single was Indian Outlaw. Okay, so that was his first hit that went to number eight. Indian Outlaw goes to number eight. Don't Take the Girl goes to number one. Right. But it's Tim McGraw and you don't know Tim McGraw. You don't know the name. You don't know the voice. So your brain is filtering it out. And I'm talking about, you know, your normal music consumers civilians yeah the civilians yeah civvies the civvies they heard it the first six times they heard it it went one ear and out the other because they don't know to pay attention to it okay and then on the seventh one the seventh time they heard it by the way not the seventh spin in the market it's the seventh time that they heard it in their busy lives maybe that took 20 spins i don't know but that's when they start to like, oh, who is this guy? I kind of like this guy. And their brain stops filtering out this information and they just start to pay more attention to it. Mm-hmm. So when you compare that, that's the power of terrestrial radio when people were listening to terrestrial radio. Okay. That's not the case anymore. Right. We're not breaking artists anymore. And are there artists that have broken on terrestrial radio in the last five years? Yeah, I'm sure there's a couple. But again, those are going to be outliers. It used to be the rule. Now it's the exception to the rule. Right. So that's not a business model you want to go after when you're trying to promote your music. But now I want you all to think about the last piece of truly random video content that showed up in your feed that you watched. I don't mean from an artist that you love. I don't mean from a brand that you know. It just showed up. You're like, what the heck is this? And I want you to think about why you clicked it. Mm-hmm. to watch it what made you want to watch it and i'm talking about a piece of content that you decided to click on you decided to watch and you loved it right like it was amazing you loved it could have been 30 seconds long could have been three minutes long could have been 10 minutes long but you watched it you loved it it made you laugh it made you cry it made you angry it made you think somehow it moved you mm-hmm. okay now Let's say a week later, your friend shares that same piece of content. So organically, it appears in your feed again. Maybe you click and watch it a second time because it was really good. Maybe. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you watched it? Three times. Yeah. Your brain goes, I already saw that. If -hmm. you're at a party and your friend's like, oh, my God, have you seen the picture with the elephant and the beach ball? It's like, yeah, yeah, I already saw that. Yeah. There's this random piece that came up in my, I think it was on TikTok came through in the for you things first time I saw it. And 
it was this comedic bit that had a political thing to it. I actually sent it to you, but at the time I was like, that is freaking hilarious. I watched it. It was like maybe three minutes or, or maybe yeah. it was a shortened version for TikTok. I'm like that is hilarious. And I didn't save it. And it was gone. Yeah. And I went, actually went back later. Like I want to share this with, like with Johnny. Cause it's so <laughs> funny. I couldn't find it. And eventually it wound its way back again or something. I found it on YouTube or something, but still, even with that, I've maybe listened to it twice. So I see it, I go, hey, yeah, you know, it may pop up in the feed again or something, or I you see the same person, be like, oh yeah, them. That, that was funny. And it's but old news it again. Yeah, it's old news, right? So this is the point. So I've if you can't, if you can't get to three on digital because the consumer decides what they're going to watch, how do you get to seven? On radio, we didn't have a choice. It was a captive audience. Consumers didn't decide what they were going to hear and how often they were going to hear it. The program directors did. So if you have millions of people listening to the radio through rotational format programming, that same content's getting pounded into your head. So why is this relevant to TikTok? Well, TikTok can get you to seven, right? Because mm -hmm. it's the same audio content. It's the hook. Right, I'm gonna drive my horse down the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't ride no more. Mm -hmm. And that is over and over and over again, but it's attached or synced to different user-generated video content. Right. So in you guys' head, you sort of get this. You're like, oh my gosh, we have to go viral on TikTok. But maybe you think I can do that, or maybe you think, well, nobody can do that. That just happens when you're lucky. All those things are true, but what we're talking about on this video content challenge is creating lots of different little soundbite content. We're not talking about full music videos. We're not talking about full lyric videos. We're talking about little 30-second, maybe your hook's 20 seconds or 30 seconds long, and how many different pieces of content can we put out with that same audio hook? Mm -hmm. that we can push out where somebody's like oh my god like so there'll be some kind of familiarity like with the song yeah. hook or something but then it's something they haven't seen so their brain's like i haven't seen this before and they click on it again mm -hmm. how do we get to seven let me give you a good story of that okay so when i first started getting on tiktok and just trying to figure it out there's that dance right there's that yeah. little, little quirky thing and everyone's doing this dance and and, you know, you just keep running across it. And, you know, I don't know what that piece of music is, that little snippet. And then, you know, then you see people doing like parody versions of it where they're like, they're in a grocery store and like the music starts like, oh, no, I can't help it. And they got to do that dance like it's, you know, mind controlling them. And it's just funny. I kept hearing that. And it wasn't until later I was going through some streaming and hitting like a pop playlist. I hear that snippet, that riff, that thing. And it's Savage Love. And I was like, Oh, that's where that's from. And it immediately grabbed my attention. I'm listening to it now because I'm like, there you oh, go. that's the context. So first time I actually heard the whole song, I was already familiar with that musical hook because I'd heard it a thousand times on TikTok. It had my attention. So th I mean, that's just an example of all these different visual things kept getting that audio, just that little hook in there. And then... I ran across the song and I was like, oh, that that's great. I'm already into it. I got another example for you. Now, you have to take out the specificity on this because if you just focus on the specificity, then it's going to feel like it's unattainable, mm -hmm. right? But 
the band Jet in 2002 or 2003 came out with their debut record. And that first single was Are You Gonna Be My Girl? One, two, three, take my hand and come with me because you look so fine that I really want to oh, make that, it mine. Yeah. I have no idea where I've heard that. I don't know where I've yeah. heard that, well, but I don't think I've heard the whole song. But I know that. You haven't heard the whole song, but it was the first song that was synced to the first Apple commercial that Apple released about the first iPod sales when iPods were first invented. So if you remember the commercial, it's the silhouettes of people with the white, just the white lines from the headphones coming down from the earbuds. And they're doing all these like crazy dances and stuff like that. But it's just black silhouettes of human doing dances juxtaposed against the white headphones and it was like thousand songs in your pocket ipod but here's the point you're like oh well i'm never gonna go to an apple commercial so screw that no the point is that this has nothing to do with like a music video promotion Mm -hmm. or a lyric video promotion or what you think you should be doing for promoting they were trying to promote a freaking product but that hook or that groove even. I don't even know if it was the hook of the song. I think it was just like the very beginning. Because it starts out with the bass. Like boom, 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 You know, and it all comes in. I think it was that. It was just the opening of the song, if I'm not mistaken. And these people are dancing around because they had the right feel and the right groove. But that video content, selling a product that has nothing to do with the band Jet, broke the band Jet. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. The Apple were trying to break a band. They weren't trying to break a band. Now, did they think, wow, these guys are going to blow up because we're going to, this freaking commercial is going to be everywhere and we're going to spend tens of millions of dollars on advertising? Yeah. Yeah. But the point being that you can do microcosms of this and you can create TikTok like content. And the reason we're having this intervention is because I've had conversations now with two, let's, let's just call them sort of famous friends mm-hmm. of mine. 
that I have access to and that we're talking and they look to me like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm having an hour long conversation about video content challenge and TikTok and some of the different things that we've done to create TikTok like content. Is this content that can be used on TikTok? Absolutely. But it can also be pushed out and used organically or with paid traffic to give somebody else a different video thing to look at and hear that hook one more time to get to seven. How do we get to seven? And at the end of the conversation, both of these people I'm talking to, I'm not going to give you their names because you know who they were. They're just like, wait, so these aren't full length music videos. I'm like, ah, <laughs> let me talk about no. this for an hour. Yeah. And this is the talk, Brent, you and I were having before we press record in this episode. I'm either not communicating clearly and articulating what it is I'm trying to get across, or two, I'm not finding different metaphors and being repetitive enough to get that message inside my audience's head. Mm -hmm. So here it is. You got a full-length music video, and part of the video content challenge is to cook up ideas that you can use for that full-length video to be sure, mm -hmm. right? And then I think you should be shooting content behind the lyric video. Yeah. Right? So if there's interesting and relevant content that could have a totally different look than the music video, it could be relevant to the music video, it could be totally disparate from the music video, but some other content that you can easily shoot that you're going to put the lyrics over, okay, that would make it interesting. But then what about all this promo content? Like, think about, what did you say, Brent? What was the thing that you said that was... I was like, oh, that's a good way to think oh, about it. Uh, like it's it's a, like an advertisement for the song. Well, it's like an ad for the song. Think of it like a 30-second ad for the song mm -hmm. or a 30-second ad for your music video. And think about the freedom as a creative that that gives you to say, wow, just like we do song title challenge, here's the title. It's the same damn title. Mm -hmm. But we're going to come up with five or six completely different approaches to writing the lyrics on this. Yeah. Right? So what if you had five or six completely different approaches to video content that would frame that hook, mm -hmm. right? Because it can be relevant, like it's telling the story that the hook is telling, right? Or it can be funny. It can be timely. So back in the day when Monday Morning Church was out and a little bit of the year or two after it was a single for Alan, I'd every once in a while go into like YouTube and just put it in Monday morning church and see what was up. Cause there'd be some people covering it. You know, you had the basement covers and some stuff and that was just fun to see yeah. like other people like doing my song. But then there were some, like, I remember one that was a, a tribute to Heath Ledger and they took the song because, you know, he had passed away after the dark Knight rises and stuff. And it was like a slideshow basically of Heath Ledger. And it was, had my song on top of it and other people taking like scenes from like characters they like in some soap opera or something and or teen melodrama and put that under the song. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Okay. You know, and it was, people were probably showing up for the Heath Ledger or for the whatever soap opera version of it, but they got to hear the song. It's like, you could do that. Not, yep. not to coldly callously say, Oh, somebody died. I'm going to, I'm going to do the thing, but if it's appropriate, it's appropriate. And if it feels honest, like, Hey, well, I got there thinking about Garth Brooks and the dance, the video to the dance that had JFK, John Wayne, these famous people that had passed away. And it was like seeing that context with mm. the song brought a whole new element to that. What it means, the dance life. It's like, man, you could kind of do that for your song in whatever way is relevant 
and maybe timely and in a way yeah not to yeah. say trend hopping off people's death but it could be other things that are relevant other things that are going on and and just different ways to serve it up but the idea being that okay this song means something to me here's just a totally different outside of the box idea for video content that was synced to this song yeah. Right, and the music video it doesn't have to be the one, the one thing, the one video that I put out. And I'm trying yes. to get everyone to watch that Thank one you. thing. No, it's like, good you know what? Lord, say that one more time for the love of all things that are holy. It's not about having the one video that everybody watches. That one video, those days are basically done. This is the I have my video. I have the performance video. I have the lyric video. I have the thirty second clip, the twenty second clip. I have the quote card that this song goes over because it's a great quote from somebody that is relevant and people are going to click on that for the quote and they get to hear this piece of my song, which is relevant for that quote. It's all that stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a bundle, yeah. it's a grab bag. And so that's another thing too. Here's the two sort of mental barriers that I constantly get. And we've even had this with the artists who are, and we applaud them who are brave enough to do the first three video content challenges, right? It's just the way people think. So it's up to me. It's up to us to deliver the message. If the message is not received, it's on us. Okay. So we're trying to find different ways to get this across to you guys. But the two big barriers that we come into is like, oh, wait, so they're not all full length music videos? No. And then the other thing you just touched on it, or they say, or maybe we could do this. Instead, like I'm getting like one of my buddies going, right? This one of my famous friends. He's like, oh, he gets all excited. He starts to get creative. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here yeah. we go. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, or we could do this though. And I'm like, no, no. Well, or, yeah. No, no. He goes, well, what would you say if I said we could do this? And my answer is like, my answer to you is everything that you're about to vomit out. The answer is yes. Yes. There's no or. Do all of it. There's no we can you do this. You have to do all of it. Or this. Yeah, we don't have to decide on a concept. Right. Remove the word or from this discussion and make That's it and. Right. We can do this and we can do that and we yeah. can do the other thing and we can do the other thing. It's in all the above. Let's remove the word could and replace that with the word should. Or will. And we should do this and we should do that or will. Yeah, and we will do this and we will do that and, and, and. Yes, like all of it. Because we've talked before, Brent, about having like, and this is a grandiose idea. Somebody's going to do it someday. It's going to be amazing. I hope it's me. Huh. But, you know, what if you had seven or eight different video directors that were all on board and they're like, okay, here's the video content challenge, you MFers. Yeah. Like, here's a whiteboard on Google. So as soon as you come up with an idea for your video that you're going to run with and you're committed to it, you put it up on this whiteboard. And then the only rule is you got to service me as the artist. You got to service my brand. You can't make me look like a jerk or anything. But, Beyond that, the only rule is if it's on the whiteboard, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because somebody else already took that idea. So, you know, maybe somebody's going to have like the live performance thing with cuts, cutaways to here and there. Maybe somebody's got will be more of a concept video that's in line with the lyrics. Uh-oh, the first two are gone. That's the low-hanging right. fruit. Now what are you going to come up with? You know it's, what I mean? It makes me think of like an anthology of a single song. Like, you know, if your song is called... Hello. See, Hello Anthology. It's the same song. Yeah. Different directors, different visions, different ways of approaching it. That's what you look at. You look at it as a bundle of content around the song. Yeah. And wouldn't that be interesting that, because, you know, once again, like recording, it's not cost prohibitive 
to record a record anymore. It used to be. Here's what it is. It's a visual remix of your song. Not the audio <gasps> remix. It's the visual remix. That's genius. Right? Because we'll watch, we'll listen to a remix like, oh, or so-and-so, you know, they're bringing DJ, other people to so-and-so mix, you know, the like the director <laughs> cut kind of stuff. We'll listen to that because like, oh, a little novelty. Well, this is the audios or, or the video remix. So in other words, the audio is the same. You don't have to re-record your song, but you're serving yeah. it up in a the video remix, basically. That's genius. Like you need seven or eight or nine or 10 or 15 or there's no limit to how much you can do this. Like, and they can be little remixes. They can be 30 second remixes. Just the hook. Mm -hmm. JTH. Just the hook. Right. Just the hook. And what else? Like, what are eight different ways that you can make that hook mean something different Mm -hmm. with video content? Yeah. Right. And if you don't have a way to create video content, regular video content through beg borrowing and stealing or you investment, mm-hmm. right? Where you've got a decent camera, you got like one lens and you know what? And some lights and you can create whatever you want to create. And you, you know what? Resourcefulness. Like I've got straight up, I got one lens, I got one freaking lens, <laughs> right? It's the most, it's the 24 to, to 70 millimeter lens. So I've got a little bit of zoom. It's the most adaptable, the most sort of ubiquitous kind of lens I could use that I can get away with everything mm-hmm. on that. Versatile. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And I remember like when we were shooting Matt Bailey's video, like I wanted a 50 millimeter lens because I, I specifically wanted to have depth of field because mm-hmm. that goes down to like a 1.6 ratio, like aspect. Uh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about go ahead. So it just means that like I can be up close to my subject and he can be perfectly in focus and like two feet behind him, everything is blurred okay, out. Yeah. Right. So it's very, very, it's different than like your iPhone mm-hmm. or then like an, a GoPro. There's no depth of field. Right. So everything is in focus. It gets squashed. Everything gets compressed in. But this is different. It's very cinematic, you know. So I, you can rent that crap here in Nashville. You can go to a place and rent a, a lens for 50 bucks for the day. Mm-hmm. 50 bucks. You know what I mean? So anyway, guys, that's what we want to talk about with this. Video content challenge is certainly about cooking up ideas for the music video if you haven't done it already or the lyric video if you haven't done it already. But it's why it's also valuable to any artist if you have done it because we're talking about promo content. Like what are eight different ways that you can shoot some stuff that will totally work that will just get people thinking in a different way about your music and, and get them to listen to that hook one more time. And God bless you. If you put that stuff up on TikTok too, it might just start a trend. That's right. You never know. Right. So anyway, send your song and your lyrics. You need a finished track. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need a competitive track and you need the lyrics. Send them here to info at daredevilproduction.com production is singular there is no s put vcc or video content challenge in the subject line we'll get you on the show and then we're going to set you loose and now you have all the concepts that you need and all you have to do is execute and make it happen all right guys this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top Social, 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 social media, 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 social 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 